Mike's On with Mike Francesa live from Atlanta is brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. By William Hill. Bet now on the app or at williamhill.com. By Open Road Mazda of Morristown. And by PSEG Long Island. PSEG Long Island. Discover ways to save on your electric bill with energy efficiency programs from PSEG Long Island. Visit PSEGLINY.com slash efficiency. All right. uh, You know, this week we've put up guys who played with the Pats a lot. We've put up guys, some of them, who've, a couple of them who've beaten the Pats. Here's a guy who beat the Pats. Uh, could have, uh, you know, been in, it was very close to being an MVP. He was an MVP on defense in the game. It was a great play. He played great in the game. Uh, and obviously knows his way, as the Giants do, about beating Tom Brady and the Pats, and that's Justin Tuck who joins us now. What's going on? How you doing, Mike? Good, thank you. Uh, you know, as someone who uh, know is one of the few people who understands and was on a team that has had great success against the Pats, how do you see the big two inside doing? Is that the way? Is it the outside guys looping in? Is it speed versus their power? How do you see them if they can get there? How do they get there on Sunday? You know, I think, like you just said, man, it's a combination of all of that. I think everything that you've seen from Aaron Donald and and Dominican Sue and Fowler and, you know, all that D-line has to be on showcase uh, on Sunday night, man. If you're thinking you're going to beat Tom Brady in that offense in just one one way, you're you're highly mistaken. And, you know, the teams we played on, man, I had the opportunity to play against, play with some really, really skilled individuals, and we was able to do things differently. We could, we could rush them up front, we could, in the middle, and we could rush them on the, on the edges. And I think while we was able to have success, we, able, we was able to kind of, you know, mix and match how we attack them. You can't just throw him one way, man, because he's going to put that offense into some play or some different uh, mode that's going to combat that. So you got to go at him in different ways. Was there was there one area or one pressure that worked for you? I mean, you had a great game. Belichick went into that game saying that he did not want to – told his team he didn't want you to wreck the game. He said he feared you could wreck the game, and he was prophetic about it. Was there one thing that worked for you, especially that day? You know, I think you know being able to play in a Spags type of defense or Perry Fuel type of defense, both of them allowed me to have the opportunity to move around and pick pick spots, pick the the, the matchups I wanted. And you know, a lot of the, a lot of the things that, that, that this league is about is matchups, and I I felt very comfortable, you know, being able to rush. You know, on the left side, the right side, you know, depending on where the tight end was, you know, after we had kind of watched what they'd like to do in certain situations and, you know, being able to pick my spots on where I wanted to rush, man, I, I thought I thought that gave them a hard time of trying to be able to, split, you know, set their line where they wanted to set it. And obviously having the guy, kind of guys like I had opposite of me, whether that was JPP and OC or that was OC and, and Strahan, it gave us a lot of, of you, know, you know, a lot of freedom, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, I'm looking at the Rams defense. I'm moving Aaron around, man. I'm, you know, I've watched That's that. That was my next question. Would they leave yeah. him in the same place, or are you going to move him around a lot? You want to move, move him around. You're going to move I him mean, around. I mean, you know, Wade Phillips knows better than I do, but, like, you know, obviously if Aaron is comfortable, you know, rushing from both sides, which I've seen him do in, in his career, I would move him around. If, 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 if that offensive line can, can dictate where he's going to be and know where he's going to be uh, pre-snap, uh, or pre-breaking that huddle, then they, it's easier for them, right? And I'm not saying even when they do know where he is, I'm not saying they're going to be able to block him, but 
it's easier, right? They know what it, that center is going to go and, and, and how they're going to chip him or do whatever. But if you're moving him around and they don't know where he's going to be, that makes it a lot more difficult. That, that, you know, Tom is not as comfortable. He doesn't have the same amount of time to look at the secondary and, and say, all right, let's get the, play, the right play call here. He, well, he has to take time to figure out where that guy is. And before you know it, that 25-second clock is at 8. He doesn't have time to get him in the right place. Certain things like that play really, really big on, on, on games like this. We're talking with Justin Tuck, of course, who uh, had great success with the Giants, uh, especially against the Pats in a couple of Super Bowls. You know, um, you know that Skarnecki and that offensive line, which have had a great postseason, uh, are going to do everything they can to take Donald away. Do you think that opens things up more for Sue or more for their edge guys? Well, it better open up for both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, I, everyone is focused on Aaron Donald. Um, if I'm Sue, if I'm Fowler, I'm looking at it. I'm licking my chops because that, that you already know you're getting the one on one. And if you if you're the guy that you say you are, you should thrive in that situation, right? Yep. If I knew I was getting the one on one, I would be the most excited person in the world. And that's the that's the luxury that they have of playing with a guy like Aaron Donald. You're having the one on one. They have to win, and they have to win quick. Because Brady, you know, I just saw a stat. I think he's averaging 2.4 seconds per pass. Absolutely. So he, so he knows where the ball is going most of the time before that ball is snapped. So, it's, I mean, like, everything everything with him is not checkers. It's chess. You have to be on the right page with your secondary, your linebackers, and your D-line. They have to switch up their looks. They have to make sure that you don't have to confuse him. You just got to slow down his process. I mean, Brady has seen every defense known to man, right? So you're not going to yeah. really confuse him. You just, gotta, you just want him to be a little slower getting to that next read which is going to give a guy like Aaron Donald and Sue that, that, that split-second extra to get there. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why we had so much success with him. We had a veteran and very uh, determined back secondary that was going to you know, play the game with him and played it pretty, pretty good. It gave us a little bit more time up front to get after him. All that stuff has to be in, intertwined. You can have the great, greatest pass rushes in the world, but if your coverage isn't there, then the quarterback is throwing the ball. It doesn't matter. So, all, yeah. you know, Interesting. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, Tlaib. Tlaib, they, have to, they have to be tight. They have to be on the same page with their disguises. All that stuff has to be right with a guy like Brady. Because, like I said, he's seen it all. And when there's something, something out of place on that defense, it ain't, it ain't luck that that's where the ball ends up going, right? That guy's seen it all, and he knows where he wants to go 99% of the time. Uh, we're talking with Justin Tuck. That game, obviously, Giants had multiple pass rushes and prominent ones, including you, you were a focal point. Did they still, but Strahan was there too, did they double Strahan and single you up more, or did you beat some double teams in that game? Well, this is what, this is what happened. I, sometimes I wanted the double team, to be honest with you. So a lot of times when I went to the left side, I, I kind of wanted the double team because I knew that was going to open up certain things. And that sounds crazy, right? But I, I knew, like, I had OC and OC, like, if you go back and watch that game in 2007, O.C. had a better game than I did. I just saved to get fat. That guy rushed his butt off and probably, I mean, he, he hit Brady just as many times as I did. I just I was the lucky one to actually get the fat. But Brady, I mean, O.C. had a crazy game that game because I knew he was getting the one-on-one when I went to the left side. And when I went to the right side, I was going up against Logan Minkins, who was an all-pro. So I knew that that was going to leave me one-on-one with him. So it was, it was kind of like pick your poison. You get to go on the left side and... And, and go against 
the lesser of the two, even though those two over there was pretty good in themselves. Or you go on the right side and you play against the All-Pro. And I, I mean, I kind of dibbled and dabbled in both. You know, interesting. So, so um, you expect them to move those guys around a little bit. Now, you wouldn't blitz much, right? Because blitzing Brady's hard, right? I mean, it's very hard. So you don't want to do a whole lot of that in that game, right? I mean, I would say we blitzed, I mean, I, I was, you know, 25% of the time. But it was more or less just to switch things up. We didn't necessarily blitz because we had to. We blitzed because just wanted to show him a different look. Um, and some of those got home. If you remember that Kavika Mitchell blitz, that was something we saw in their in their championship yep. game where uh, I forget the team that played them in the championship game, but they they had pit two linebackers at the center, and whichever center did whichever linebacker didn't go, that center went the opposite way. So basically, what Kavika did that play was he faked like he was dropping. The center went the opposite way, and then he added himself into the rush. Little things like that to kind of mix up and give Brady a different look that he hadn't seen. That's kind of why we use our blitzes. You know, interestingly, a couple of his ex-players who I talked to this week who were on teams with him said what Tom doesn't like is he doesn't like deep backs who he hasn't completely figured out. He yeah. he wants to know everything a deep back's going to do, how he's going to break on a ball, when he's going to break on a ball. When Tom doesn't know what the deep backs are going to do, he does not go there. He does not feel that comfortable. And that was coming from guys who played with him. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, I mean, that is fascinating. I would have never thought that. I, I would have thought that a guy like Tom Brady, from what I've seen, I mean, he knows everything and everything about a guy. So, I mean, a lot of that is also comes into play because everybody thinks they have to re reinvent the wheel against Tom, right, because he's seen yeah. everything. So a lot of times you see teams kind of playing out of their character, trying to do something that they hadn't did previously in, in games that Tom has broke down, right? Yep. And I've always been in the mindset of, like, listen, I don't care if I'm running a base 4-3 defense, a base nickel defense, whatever it is. If I'm playing that defense at the best of my ability and all of our, all 11 of our guys are doing what's supposed to be done on those, it's hard to beat. I don't care if they know if I'm running, you know, on offense. If I'm running a lead open and everybody knows I'm running a lead open, but if everybody blocks it perfectly and the guy hits the read perfectly, that's, that's still hard to beat. So... You know, I, you know, one of the things we did, man, is we went with our staples and we just made sure that we were all going to play that play, whatever that play was, perfectly. It didn't matter. If if they know I'm playing man-to-man, it don't matter if they know I'm playing man-to-man. If if I'm right on top of that receiver when that ball gets there and, I, and I'm, I'm right in his hip pocket, it don't matter what throw. I, I got an opportunity to make a play on that ball. So if we're playing man-to-man, make sure we are playing the best man-to-man. If we are playing zone, make sure everybody's on the same page. And, that and, you, and you beat them when they had better deep threats. Right now, they don't have a lot of deep threats. You played against Randy Moss. I mean, they, they, yeah. had, deep, they had deep threats right now. I mean, when he lines Gronk outside, if it's more than third and five, I'm doubling him because he's going to him if he's outside. Yeah. I mean, no but uh, other than that, they don't really have deep threats. They really don't have that guy you worry about down the field. But the thing that coaches do better than anybody else, right, is they play their game. They're not going to beat themselves. They're never. not going to get out, out of their They never make a mistake. Norm. They never That's make it. a mistake in a big spot. Even against you guys, they didn't make a lot of mistakes. You guys just out-executed them. You, you held them down, and then you had great fourth-quarter uh, offensive play where Eli had good, two great fourth quarters against them. And if you look at what we did, right, we didn't, like I said, we didn't try to reinvent anything. We didn't put anything new. We put little wrinkles on top of things just to kind of give different looks. But our base offense, our base defense was, was the same thing we had did all year. We just made sure that we was doing that. If we did it in the championship game in a 95% clip, 
we made sure in the Super Bowl we were doing it 100 percent clip. We didn't make any mistakes. The teams that get in trouble with the Patriots is the teams that try to outwit them and out out maneuver and out scheme and all this stuff. And and so you know, you got guys not on the same page. You got Good holes in your defense. You got you know a blocking scheme that was right. supposed to double Aaron uh, Aaron Donald, but one guy missed it. Those type of things get you killed in this game. If you're going to go out there and beat the Patriots, you have to make sure that you don't make those type of mistakes. Be uh, that's interesting. Be yourself, which is uh, very is very you know very true. And and uh, obviously, you guys had the best formula, beating them twice in a row in those two huge Super Bowls. And uh, obviously, having a guy who knew him well, you know, you played them that Saturday, the classic game, and then played them again, the undefeated team in in the Super Bowl. Did it help for you guys? Playing them that crazy great game when they were unbeaten on a Saturday night when you played all your players and Tom did the right thing and, and put everybody yeah. out there. Did that game yeah. help you or was it not a factor? You know what I think it humanized them, to be honest with you. I mean, like for a lot of us it, it wasn't a factor, but for for you know, some of our team, it humanized us. It humanized them because think about it, they had been dominating everybody. Everybody. It didn't matter I mean like Dominating. It wasn't like they were just, you know, 15 and all. No, always. they were winning by 20 they points. Beating, yeah. They were beating yeah. people, and, you know, yeah. so it humanized them for us. And we, we sit there and we said, you know, we didn't really scheme for the Patriots that week. We schemed for Tampa Bay, and we did a little little film on the Patriots, but it wasn't like we went through our normal progression of, you know, analysis of the team, right? So, first thing I said to OC and on that sideline, I was like, man, we didn't prepare for them like this, and we had a chance to beat them. We really had a legitimate chance. So when we saw him again and saw the opportunity to play him again, man, it was like, all right, let's 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 put our best foot forward now. Let's see what these guys are really made of. But does it, it us. does it help either team that these teams don't really know each other that well that they don't see each other that much? Is it, it you know does that help either team or does it is it a factor? Or it's not a factor. Yeah, I mean, I, if I was gonna, I don't think it's that big of a factor because they've definitely did their homework the last you know two weeks. But if I was going to say if it, it helps anybody, I would say it helps the Patriots because they just have more experience in this big in a big time game like this. So, but I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a factor. But if, if I was going to put any any solace into it, I would say it goes it tips the scales a little bit in the Patriots' favor just because I think they got 36 players that's been in the Super Bowl. So this moment won't be too big for them. And I'm not saying it's going to be too big for the Rams either. I'm just saying that you know the Patriots have more experience in this this type of you know game. Talking with Justin Tucker as we pass 5 o'clock here. Donald's considered to be the best defensive player in the sport. He has been talked about in very, very big tones. Like he, you know, like he's an immortal player or, or an all-time guy. Okay? Yeah. If you're that guy, if you're, L, if you're the uh, – he got 20 sacks this year. If you're that yeah. guy, if you're LT-like, if you're that kind of player, you know, then I expect you to be – to show up in this game. I don't expect you to be silent in this game. I don't care what they do. I expect you to make your pre- – I mean, I watch. you know what? We watched enough of those games where LT, didn't matter what you do, he was still going to make his presence felt in these games. I mean, sure, that's all there sure. is to it. I mean, is it fair to ask that of Aaron Donald? Uh, it is fair. Listen, how much, did it, how much did the Rams pay him? A lot. They paid him a lot. It's, not only is it fair, it's expected. But to his point, he is. He's having – such an amazing run here for what he's doing as a D lineman, especially at a three technique. You know, predominantly at three technique. D- to have D- twenty D- sacks, D- which is amazing. That is, yes, that is that's amazing. Amazing. But to his point, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk to talk about being immortal and being this big time guy, 
we, in games like this, you have to be the, the guy, not just one of the guys. You have to be the guy. You have to wreck shop in the run game. You have to wreck shop in the pass game. And if he wants to be talked on, talked about in the in the limelight of a LT and the other greats of, of a of a Reggie White and so on and so forth, then look at what they did in big games like this. They took them over, and they made people around them better. Not only were they their stats superior, they they made everybody else pick their game up. And that's the type of thing that if he's going to be talked about in that like likeness, that's what definitely got to see from. Him. And do I think he can do that? I, I from what I've seen of him early in his career. I definitely think he can be in that category if he continues to pay these off. You know what I was always a f- I thought was a factor too when we're talking with Justin Tuck is that the Pats are bigger than people think. That's the way they're built, which is the way the Giants were always built. And they always are more physical than people think, and they're more physical than their opponents think. You guys were always no one pushed the Giants around, ever. I mean nah. the Giants were built on the same vein. It's, it all comes from the whole Parcells, George Young, Belichick. Be big, be tough, sure. tackle. And that's why I never thought they could do anything to you guys because they couldn't push you guys around. I mean, they, and they knew they couldn't push you around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's, like you said, man, we, we play in the NFC East, and, every, and it's the black and blue league for a reason. Every game you, you played against, think about it, the, the old school Redskins, the Cowboys, the, the, yep. the, the Eagles. That's that's I football. That's I pro formation football. That's lead open. That's you know counter lead. All those type of runs where you know you're going to take a double team at the five technique and they're going to try to push you off the ball. And we had that day in and day out. I you know I was a kid that came out of Notre Dame and was underweighted at the end, and they threw me at the five technique, and I had uh, Kareem McKenzie and Chris Snead to deal with on, on double teams. I had that every day in practice. And all of our other DNs had the same thing. So we we were poised to play smash mouth football. That's how we like to play it. The Patriots obviously in the same boat. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be the same case for the Rams. I think they're a little bit more of a West Coast type of de- you know defense where they they like to get out and run and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, the Patriots they are going to try to smash the ball, and I think they kind of get kind of clouded because of the play of their quarterback and, and, and Gronk and so on and so forth. But that. They, that team is going to run the football when it's, when they have the opportunity to, and they're going to try to you know smash mouth football for them. What was the before the Super Bowl forty two before you beat the undefeated team, which is an incredibly important game in history because Belichick and Brady would be without question the number one guys of all time if they had won that game, uh, yeah. and that was the undefeated game. It stung Belichick unbelievably to lose that game. Everyone knows it. It meant so. It meant so much. It, it was a very important game in the history of this league. What, what did Coughlin say to you guys before? What, was it, hey, if we play perfect, we got a chance, or was it that you were more confident than that? Man, listen, the, the entire week, we were just a confident football team. He didn't talk about them being undefeated and all this type of stuff. He he went about his business the same way we would have went about it the fourth game of the season. I mean, it wasn't anything special from our perspective. He didn't have to because we understood the magnitude of what we was getting an opportunity to do. We understood that this was a... I think we lost him. Hello? Yeah, they, we got you back. Go ahead. Go oh, okay. Ahead. Yeah, we understood that this was an eight, eight, 18 and 0 team, right? And no one was yep. giving us a shot. And if we won this football game, we was going to shock the world. He didn't have to tell us that we had to pick up our practice. And I'm sure you've heard him talk about it, but that, that week before the game, man, that probably was the best week of practice we had. Because everybody understood that if you want to go down as a legend, if you want to go down as a 
you know, a football god in in in, 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 in New York. You, if you win that game, you're gonna be you're gonna be forever talked about. And that's kind of how we looked about it. That's how we that's how we focused. That's how we did it. You know, no one ever ever like you know, there was never someone having to say pick it up because it was it was almost to a point where Coach Coffin was like, well, this is Thursday, man. We need to slow these guys down because they might not have anything left come Sunday. Interesting. And then the other thing was. People forget how important the second game was because the Pats had serious revenge on their mind. They hated that you beat them in that game. That game crushed them, and you come back and beat them again. Well, yeah, I think uh, you know I've talked to I've talked to Tom about that game a few times since it's been over, and uh, you know he constantly tells me that he'll trade me three of his Super Bowl rings for that that one that I took from him in '08. So it definitely, it definitely still stings those guys. And, no question. You know, listen, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of that thinking. <laughs> it's true. But then you went back and beat them the second time. I mean, yeah. and, you know, beating them again and coming from behind again in the fourth quarter, both times, you know, coming from behind to beat them in the fourth quarter in both those games. Well, listen, I, everybody wants to knock Eli, but a lot of that was Eli Manning and just he played you know, great he in the he, he played great in the fourth quarter of those games. He really did. He definitely did. And I mean, I was I'm, I'm I know that everyone talked about how well our defense played, but Eli and that offense kept us in the game and we gave him an opportunity to win there at the end and he came through. Absolutely. Both games coming from behind. He started drives from behind. and they, You know, you guys took the lead in, in the 42. They came back and took the lead. You guys came back and took it again. So, I mean, that, and then the next game, he had, a, he had a you know field goal to go in front and then, put a, uh, and then had the drive that put him up four. And, you know, you guys held him off again. And, you know, that, that was, it's amazing stuff. It is. So, so whatever the, the formula, you know, physicality, uh, you know, doing your job. I like the idea about other teams trying to do too much against them and making mistakes and not being themselves. I think that's a very good point because yeah. they seem to get the edge in all these tight games where everything breaks their way. It's not coincidence that it keeps happening. You know that? Well, I mean, like, listen, you got the greatest quarterback arguably of all time. Their, their M.O. is similar to what our M.O. was with Eli. If you get him in the fourth quarter and get him the ball, he's going to find a way to win that game in the fourth quarter. And and the other team isn't. And if you think about it, look at their look at their wins. That's been the case every year they won it. No question. Well, listen, enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Well, Chad, I, I, are you in? Are you doing something this weekend? Are you in town? Or are you are you home? I'm in Atlanta. I'm down here. Oh, okay. With the, so I'm going to be at the game doing some stuff with DraftKings and our in-game fantasy betting. I mean, in-game fantasy for the first time ever for DraftKings. So looking forward to obviously being a part of the game and have and watching a good football game. All right, enjoy. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. All right, Justin Tuck. He'll be doing some DraftKings stuff. I'll be doing a DraftKings appearance tomorrow myself at uh, the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves have their own, uh, what is it, Mons? The Atlanta Braves Bar? Is that what it is? The Atlanta All-Star Bar. The Atlanta Braves All-Star Bar. Okay, there's an Atlanta Braves All-Star Bar. And DraftKings is taking it over tomorrow, and I'm going to be there making an appearance there for DraftKings tomorrow afternoon. Tuck's probably going to be there. I mean, I know there's going to be a bunch of players there, too. So if you're in Atlanta, stop by. If not, uh, we'll tell you about it uh, on Sunday morning. But, yeah, I'm going to be there 530 tomorrow. Uh, I passed it already. So, yeah, it's, it, it's called the Atlanta Braves. You know, it's like the official Atlanta Braves bar. It's got Atlanta Braves logos on it, the whole thing. So, uh you know, uh, that's where we'll be uh, tomorrow at uh, 5.30. We'll be back after this.